something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. with me right now and I literally am obsessed already with you I am like I was telling you right when we talked like I am a self-help junkie I live for deeper knowledge I know this world is so connected to the spiritual realm and like accessing those messages learning how to communicate with the other side understanding our purpose on a spiritual level all of that to me is like literally the only things I think about (laughs) And the fact that you have tapped into all of this information, you are a celebrity. What What is your current, how do you, what do you call yourself? Celebrity, you're not a celebrity. I call myself an angelic intuitive. <laughs> angelic intuitive. And you've worked with tons of celebrities, tons of people. You have a wait list of 400, like thousands of clients. You have this ability to access the angelic realm because how do you do that? You've allowed yourself to drop the ego and all the things that hold us so tightly bound to this earth like how did you know that you had this gift and how did you start on this path because it's so fascinating to me and you said like (laughs) any like other people can have access to doing this but it's like I'm always like how how do you get over that hump and do it yeah yeah so first of all thank you so much for having me here I'm so happy to be here and I just want to say comment on what you just said about that deep hunger you have for spiritual knowledge our angels communicate to us through curiosity and that hunger for spiritual knowledge means that whoever is feeling that you're meant to align with that path. You have those gifts within you and you wouldn't be so attracted to it if there wasn't a degree of resonance between your soul and that information. Um, And also a degree of resonance in your soul's purpose and what you're here to remember in this time. Um, So yeah, as far as working with angels and how I got into this path, you know, the lightest of the light has the darkest of the shadow. And it took me going through a complete rock bottom moment where I was in a abusive, toxic relationship for four and a half years. My health was bad. I was following the wrong career path based off of this outdated story I was telling myself about who I was. And I just felt so depressed, so heavy, so stuck, so lost. And to anybody that's in that state, the stuckness is the message. Mm. You can sometimes wait for a sign and be like, what's my sign? Your sign is that you're feeling heavy, depressed, and stuck. Something has to go. The stuckness means the heaviest heaviness means that something needs to go. And so I um, broke up with that abusive boyfriend. I changed my life around. At the time, I was a comedy writer and an actress, and I was just not 
I, that's what I told myself I wanted to do at seven years old. And for some reason I was still doing it. <laughs> like you had, um, you probably fought so fiercely for that dream for so long that you feel like you're betraying it or something. If you don't continue it. I was like, I just got new headshots. <laughs> I can't quit. Now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I basically hit this rock bottom moment at the age of 25, which is like mind-blowing to me because that's the age that our brain finishes developing. So before the age of 25, our brain isn't fully developed and we make decisions from not a completely holistic place in the terms of brain anatomy. So I realized so many people start waking up at 25. It's like all of a sudden the veil is lifted and you're like, whoa, okay, this isn't working. That's not working. And then astrologically, 25 is like the pre-shadow phase of the Saturn return. To me, I see a lot of themes that are going to come up in the Saturn return hitting around 26, 27, even early 25, because Saturn's such a slow moving planet. So it was just this massive time of awakening, both on a physical level of my brain developing and as above, so below with the stars aligning as well with my Saturn return on the, on the precipice. And so Basically, I got this download that it was like, hit you. it hit me. And I mean, I've always had intuitive messages. Basically, the way I got to this rock bottom was by completely blindfolding myself spiritually, because when I was younger, my messages would be scary. And I was so disempowered that I was like, I want no part of this. Like I knew when relatives were going to die. Really? When bad things were going to happen. Yeah, it was very like scary. But I agree. I believe that our fear is what powers lower vibrational entities. And if we're in our power and we make energetic laws around us that say, I'm only going to work with angels, nothing else is allowed near us because if they entered through that field, it would change the definition and the essence of what they are. So we are physical beings on a physical plane. So we have so much more power than we realize. But when I was a kid, I was not in that power. I was completely disempowered. And that's what led me to really hitting rock bottom in every single area of my life. So then fast forward and I was a waitress and I was like, how do I move forward? Like writing isn't working out. Acting isn't working out. It's not even what I really get joy from anymore. And I just got this download that was like, sell the furniture in your house and make a reading room. Like I was in this tiny studio apartment. And so I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I sold my couch. I was like, I don't need a lamp. I don't need an end table. (laughs) And I just got meditation cushions. I um, had a deck of cards that I had worked with since I was 17. So I had those. And I just put a call out there. Like whoever wants a reading for one. A call energetically? Actually on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, whoever wants a reading from me. I'll do it for free, but know that I'm practicing. And for one whole year, whoever wanted to sit with me, I would give readings for free. And the moment that really changed everything is when I went on a cabin trip with my friends and I gave readings for them in front of each other back to back to back. And I realized, oh, everyone's angels feel completely different. And when I did them back to back, I like really noticed that. And they all communicate different, like especially because I work so much with my hands, like certain angels would be so light and airy as I was drawing the cards. Others would be so insistent for me. <laughs> like it was and it, like completely reflected the essence of my friends as well. And so it just kind of spiraled from there. And like now it's just become something so much greater than I ever conceived of when I started down this path. And my mission statement, I think every conscious entrepreneur should have a mission statement, is to help as many people connect with their angels as possible. And I always add the little asterisk that says, I'm not attached to what that looks like. I love that because we have free will. You said that we have free will and like we can evolve it and change it. But so, okay. So Oh, so many questions. Are angels, who are our angels? Are they like our grandparents? Are they the people that have passed? Are they like, are they from other centuries? Like where, who are these angels? Yeah, I love this question. And it's so important because for every single person out there, there's a different definition of the word angels. And so for some people, 
they say, oh, my past loved ones are my guardian angels, which 100%, that's true. Your past loved ones watch over you. They work very closely with your angelic guides, but that's who I'm speaking about are our angelic guides, which is hard for us in human form to fully grasp because they're very ineffable and they're such a high frequency of energy. They're perfectly attuned to our higher self. So they will take like names or shapes or colors for us to better understand them, but truly they are ineffable and our like 3D human minds can't fully conceive of them. Um, There's so many different forms of angelic energy. What I work with are our angelic guides who have been with us through lifetimes and help us as we continue to grow and evolve. And they're, like I said, perfectly attuned to the energy of our higher self, which helps us on our path reconnect with our highest possible vibration and timeline. Were they ever humans? No, they were never humans. So they were never humans. So the humans in our life that we've loved that pass on they are just guiding there. Are they guide? Are those people guiding us? Yes. So like I said, or actually, I'm not sure if I said this before we started rolling, but um, a lot of my messages come through feeling. So when I feel into the energy of past loved ones, it's a much earthier, colder, still very loving energy that I feel around. And when I feel into angels, it's almost like loved ones are here and like angels are like up and it's like this pure like warmth and like pure love that just makes you want to cry. And that's their like lowest possible frequency that we can match them at. Like the level of like blinding light and warmth and love that they are is inconceivable for us, but they are different energetic beings completely from past loved ones. Um, which is why we are different than our angels. When we pass, we're not going to automatically become this different whole vibration entirely. And they stay with us as we go from lifetime to lifetime learning these lessons. So they're completely different energies. Will we, over the course of all these lifetimes and elevating of our souls, will we eventually meet them in that realm? Like, will we ever get to that realm? Because this is something I've been like so curious about is, lifetimes I'm like and like with this lifetime in particular like I feel like I'm just now stepping into my like owning my full power I've lived in Mm. a lot of like worthless energy for like most of my life which I am finally realizing that I owe it to myself and like all of women to not Mm. be that way you know because like here we are with this great opportunity to live this life of alignment and actually get to have the freedom to do it in this lifetime so like it is a disservice to everyone if I don't do that. And I'm finally getting that. But I'm also like, man, I don't want to come back again in this lifetime. (laughs) Like this lifetime is so hard. Like, do, do we, do we elevate? Like as we learn and grow, like say I really make leaps and bounds in this lifetime in my spiritual elevation, do I come back to a different place? Do you come back to earth? Do you come back as a different form? Like, what do you, how do you elevate your lifetimes? So I just want to start by saying all of this is my opinion and my feeling about it. I don't think (coughs) any one person has all of the answers for these huge questions. And I also think it's such a slippery slope to project human consciousness and like if then structured thinking onto the divine. Like I think it's so much bigger and it like kind of creates this place where it's like heaven or hell. If you do good, you go to heaven. If you go bad, you go to hell. And like past lives can almost kind of recreate the same structure. Like if you learn a lot and learn your lessons, you come back as this high thing. And if you don't, you're going to come back lowly with a lot of tests and lessons. And so I try to steer away from that because I think like the energy of the universe and what our souls crave is so much more intelligent than I could ever understand in this like form. Um, But that being said, I really believe it's up to what we really choose. I think we can choose to go back to universal oneness. And when past loved ones come through in my sessions, There are people whose soul are still hanging out so closely to their family. They're not reincarnating. They're staying there until like everyone joins them and they're super active on the other side. And then there's people whose past loved ones went through horrific physical pain. They were so ready to go. It was a long journey with say cancer or whatever it was. And they're like, bye, I'm an eagle now. Like, bye, I'm flying away. And like, uh, they're so ready to just like skip through the heavens, like (laughs) in their way. And so I think it's completely up to like our experience. So 
you know, it's up to what your soul is really asking for, which our ego story of like me, Taylor, or you, Caroline, might not be, we might not understand what our soul is asking for on a bigger level. And like our filtered view of consciousness um, might be different than what our soul is asking for on the bigger picture, if that makes sense. I love that. I so love that. So in my heart, in my soul, I am at the place in my life where I have the desire to fully get in alignment with myself. Like I, I want to be the vessel that I, I want my life to be the vessel of my soul that it came here to be like, and I'm, I'm, I, in my heart, like I want my ego to get out of the way and I want to be in line with what I'm supposed to do. So, but I know I get in my own way all the time with like past stories, past loops that I replay about who I am, what I'm worth based on situations. And I feel like a lot of us do that. We get caught in these stories of our, of our physical existence. Yeah. And then we take that on to be who we are, like just all the way to the soul. It's like, this is who I am, but it's not because our souls came here with a purpose. And I, I believe, and I I think, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, I believe like we have all these experiences because we are wanting these certain lessons so we can have that so we can feel these things, we can have these experiences, and then we get to elevate from it. Is that true? Like, do do traumas happen with a point to them? Like, to elevate us? Do we, do we, and I don't know if this is hard for you to say, too, if I'm asking questions that are too black and white, because I know what you're saying, it's such a, such a, so much bigger than this, but do we sometimes choose these lives that are harder because we want to learn these certain lessons? Yeah, I believe that it's kind of a, it's not all black and white. Like, I wish there was one answer to like, yes, you know, we choose these hard lives. But at the same time, it's really hard for me to say that because it feels like it's coming from such a privileged place. Like, I see this line of thinking being really like popular around like, white people with a lot of privilege. Like I never see like spiritual thought leaders that are like people of color kind of saying like, yeah, you know, we manifested this for ourselves because of like our own thinking, like the police stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that to a certain degree, the answer is yes. Like we do the hermetic principle of correspondences says as within, so without. So like our level of conscious awareness, our lessons, what we're working on is going to be mirrored to us in our environment. Like whether that's low self-worth or scarcity consciousness, like we are going to attract these tests and lessons to ourselves until we change that cycle, we heal and we start to attract a new level of test lessons, conscious awareness. But with like systemic issues, I feel like it's really hard for me to say like, yes, you know, this like impoverished child like chose that, like maybe they did choose that for themselves, but there's like a fine line with this idea that our thoughts create our reality that I don't agree with in certain cases for people who were born into extreme suffering. And so I feel like it's so enticing to like put a law on something to make us understand it and contextualize it. But I don't think it's that simple. And I think that if anything, these really impoverished or suffering communities are hopefully conduits for more people to wake up and tap into universal consciousness as well. Do you think that we will elevate as a consciousness? Do you think that what's happening in the world right now is to elevate us? Yeah. So you know, kind of like in an abusive relationship, it has to get so bad to the point where you like finally wake up and get out. And I feel like that's the energy of what we're going through collectively. Like we've been in this abusive patterns with our capitalistic patriarchal society, and it has to get so bad to the point where we're like, we're not taking this anymore. And America itself is going through its Pluto return. And when what does I- that mean? So the Pluto return is basically when Pluto goes through all of the signs of the Zodiac and comes back to where it was when the country was founded. And so it's like Pluto is this heavy planet of death and rebirth and transformation, really looking at the shadows and bringing everything from the underbelly into the light. And so we can feel that energy collectively. But the message I get around it is that um, 
there's no guarantee that this is going to be for a light-filled awakening. The uh, The next version of what this country will be is in direct proportion to the consciousness of its citizens. But mm. I do feel like the pandemic has been a time of like major remembering, major awakening. And going back to what you were saying earlier about feeling in line with your soul's purpose and why you're here, I think it's really easy for us to conflate that with like career achievement, like But sometimes our sole purpose is literally just to experience feeling beautiful or experience adventure or to feel unconditional love. So sometimes it's not tied to what we actually do at all. So it doesn't have to be such a complex purpose. Like, I feel like that's where a lot of pressure comes. So then if if your soul's purpose is to experience adventure... And you fully feel that and you fully follow that, then is money going to just flow to you somehow? Like, how do you make a career? That's where I always struggle. Cause like, I'm like, yeah. I can, I have, I have money blocks. Like that's one thing I have been blo- blocked with is like, I have trouble allowing myself to receive money. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. I'm not worth it. Yeah. And so, but I also feel like I have found my career calling was in communicating with people, sharing stories, having these soulful conversations and sharing them and healing. <clears throat> but it's like, how do you do your soul's purpose and then allow yourself to be paid for it? You know, like what, yeah. you, how does that go together? If you, if you really do feel like you've identified what you are called to do, then yeah. how do you do that? But then trust that the money will come. Yeah. So you kind of hit it on the head when you said, I have money blocks because I don't think I'm worth it because self-worth and abundance are so tied together energetically. And because of that, career and finances are so, I mean, career and love are so tied together as well. So all of those themes of like self-worth, abundance, love, career, they're all tied together energetically. And so say, for example, your life purpose is to adventure, then it might not be going to five-star hotels everywhere. It might be going and volunteering in a different country and then living somewhere else and living this kind of nomadic life where you pick up work where you can, but you're so lit up and excited and in your joy that it doesn't matter. And I find that people who are not on their path of the most lit up, highest joyful expression need more to consume, to fill a hole within them of like, you know, whether it's shopping or going at fancy places or whatever it is to fill that hole. But when you're truly like lit up doing what you love to do, you need less and you're less of a consumer, which I think is why the powers that be try to keep us out of this empowered, joyful state of being to keep us in this consumerist mind state. That is fascinating. And so makes so much sense. So do you feel like you help people get lit up by communicating with their angels what they're meant to be doing, like giving them the downloads? Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Um, A lot of people feel stuck and heavy, but you know, you don't even need a reading with me. Look to the answers are in plain sight. How did you play as a kid? How did you play as a kid? What did you like to play? Was it encouraged or discouraged? Um, What do you naturally love to do? Because so often our angels are communicating to us through this joy, through this creativity, through this curiosity. And then our inner critic is like, no, we can't do that. Let's get serious. What are we really going to do? And then that just creates this constant feeling of being stuck. So you are saying we can figure out how we are lit up by thinking back to like, where are we starting as a child? Where did we experience the most joy? What did we gravitate towards naturally in play? Because that play, how we play is a true, is it, is a true like peek into what our soul wants to do. Is that right? Because we all have different inklings. Yes, exactly. Like some people's version of play is locking themselves up and reading a book. Okay, so go work in books, whether you're a writer, a publisher, whatever, like it doesn't always have like a perfect example is is this lady I just gave a reading to who could not figure out what lit her up. And so, 
you know, her angels were like, oh, I see you. Like I see, I was like, okay, I'm getting this vision of a timeline. If you choose this for yourself, where you go to people's house and redo their wardrobe with them. And that's like very creative and playful. And she's like, I've always loved clothes. I've always loved fashion, but I thought it was too shallow. So I never gave myself permission to pursue it. But like, yeah, that would actually be helping people if I did that. And it's like, sometimes the answer is just right in front of you. Do you love clothes? Do you love shopping? Become a personal shopper. Like you don't have to like have playful curiosity with what this could be. And I think um, with this stuff as well, you don't have to commit to this for 10 years. Let yourself try things. You know, we only have one life in this body, in this consciousness. So we can have a little more fun and lightness with it. So why are we here? Like, I've always wondered this and I ask so many, everyone I have, who's like a spiritual enlightened (laughs) human like yourself. I'm like, okay. So, and I know there's all these different layers and tiers and all these different levels that we can, we go to with our souls. And are we experiencing this physical form because we want to feel what it feel actual? Because like if we were just pure love and we just stayed in the state of pure love, which is God with no, with nothing bad, just pure love and light and everything is the highest and best that it can be. And we are all one and there is no division and we are all unified, but yet you can't physically experience love. Like I couldn't like the birth of my daughter, like I wouldn't physically be able to know what that Mm -hmm. love feels like, because I would have just already been in it. You know, is it, is is that why we're here? Because we want to have this like physical experience. Like why don't we just stay in the pureness? I feel like there's so many different layers to answering this question. As far as staying in the pureness, it's kind of like if you're eating ice cream all the time, like it doesn't taste as good anymore. It's like Mm -hmm. all it is. And so that that sense of polarity kind of helps you come back to and appreciate and explore. And even this, like the part of the brain is the amygdala that has us able to question our existence or why we're here. I feel like that's a big clue because as above, so below. So I wonder if when we're part of this oneness consciousness, if we're like, what else is possible? How can we evolve? How can we grow? And so I think that this duality between pain, love, suffering, ultimate joy is what we're here to explore. And what I see in my readings when past life stuff comes through is that we have a lot of karmic stuff to work out as well from past lifetimes whether it's with a really difficult relationship in this life and it's somebody that has you know mistreated you or you've had a tough relationship with through a lot of different lifetimes I think that there's so many different layers to this question but the thing that comes through the most is just self-exploration and discovery of what's possible a new season of Bridgerton is here And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. 
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's so interesting. Like the whole thing, it's like on one hand, it's just a dream and don't worry about any of it and just like follow your soul and like get out of your ego and like live and live in the highest self you can be because like what's the point in worrying about any of it because you're going to die and then when we die, are we responsible for all the karma that we created on this lifetime? Like, cause I had a dream. So I had this dream, my grandfather died. And he did die. He died. And right after he died, he was one of my favorite people ever. Like, he didn't believe in God. He was agnostic. But he was so intellectual. He was so smart. He would talk to preachers and spiritual leaders. And, like, he had all of – he was so curious. And he read biographies. And it was so smart. But, like, for him personally, he never came around to thinking that made sense for him. Mm -hmm. But then he came to me about – a month after he died in a dream and I've never had a dream like this in my life. Mm. And he was there, he was healthy. He was waiting for me. I was, I went into this bathroom at a restaurant and he was waiting for me when I came out of it. And he would look so handsome and like, just like so charismatic and so healthy. And he basically told me that he was fine and everything was great, but he was like, this next level is, like basically like a whole movie replay of his entire life like happened mm. when he went to this next level and the good the bad the, the the good karma the bad karma whatever that is i'm saying all the energy's wrong he's like and basically what he was doing in this next realm was kind of like like handling all of his karmic debts or something like that mm-hmm. like everything that he had done in this lifetime he now had to go through all of it bit by bit and cleanse it and make it all like neutralized or something, you know, like that's what the next phase he was in is like, I, it's not bad. No one's in trouble. There's no heaven. There's no hell, but it's like, I am now being replayed my entire life and I am now responsible for making all of it right. I don't, and I, I just had never had a dream like that or anything similar to that ever in my life. And it kind of made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. No, that's so powerful. And dream visitation is such a powerful way that our past loved ones can visit us. And to anyone who's grieving or missing someone, invite them into your dreams before you go to sleep. And chances are you might not remember your dreams, but I know they're visiting you because dream visitation is so, so powerful. And this concept of a life review of going through everything is not new. People who have had near-death experiences say stuff like this, like their life flashed before their eyes, like that's that sentiment. And so I think that, you know, kind of like I was saying before, it's really tempting to tie it up with like a neat ribbon and be like, yes, this happens. And then we go to this stage and then we go to that stage. And I don't know all the answers, but from what I can tell from the past loved ones who come through in my sessions, who I invite in to work with their angels, um, they are still here in a different form until they decide to go somewhere else in their consciousness. And it's almost as if there's this imprint left of their energy 
And this is really complex, but it's almost as if everyone who's alive, who remembers them keeps an imprint of their energy alive. And it's as if they exist through our love for them still. And always a piece of them will be connected to that. Um, Kind of like how when I was like scared in my room, my fear and like knowing of these energies would like attract it to me. But this is like the loving version of it. And so that's a level of it that can get really like out there and mind blowing and macro if you think too much about it. But then I think from what I've also seen with past life stuff and readings, we really do go into a next level life that feeds something that we didn't get in the life before or gives us an opportunity to break the karmic cycle of something that happened before or lessons that we had before. So if you have these money blocks and self-worth blocks, that might be directly related to, I mean, I saw this I was working with a, a a woman who I saw this past life. She had like, she was a doctor. She still had such money blocks and such scarcity consciousness. And her angels were showing me this life where she was a homeless person under a bridge. And she never knew like how much she would have. And she said, that's so crazy because I always have felt like I was on the verge of homelessness. I have dreams of being homeless. Like homelessness is my biggest fear. And that's what I was shown is like, she's in this life as this like successful doctor so that she can experience the exact opposite of when she was a homeless person under a bridge with nothing. And it's, it's crazy how profound it is really. And she was, she chose this life to break that consciousness, but it's up to our free will as well. And to break the, the money scarcity issues. And so yeah, she she couldn't fully enjoy this life because she still had her mentality in that life of the and a lot of people have this kind of subconscious thing like I don't know why I'm this way, but I've always been this way. Like when you touch my neck, I freak out. I don't know why, but it's always been that way. Like there's these clues everywhere that are so interesting and I I read this book called Many Lives, Many Masters, which has been around for forever. It's by Dr. Brian Weiss, I believe. And he does past life regressions where he basically hypnotizes people and they start in vivid detail recalling past lives. And he has the book is like the manuscripts of it. And I mean, there's so much more than our consciousness understands. And that's why that new NASA telescope picture of the millions of galaxies, it's like, yeah, there's so much more than just, as I say, like paying our taxes and driving on the right side of the road. Like we have to expand out. But at the same time, we are meant to experience being on earth. We're meant to experience being a human body. And I think there can be in this new wave consciousness, this uh, propensity to wanting to escape, to ascend, to go back to the stars. And I think it's really important that we stay on earth and help make earth a heaven in itself. I totally agree with you. And I feel like I have always been of that mindset. Oh my God, I just want to rise up. I just want to get to the next level. But it's like, we chose to be here on earth. Like we are here in this human experience. So we are here to make this elevate, to elevate earth with our human experience and our, our contribution. And that's why I feel like working with someone like you is such a gift for human beings because when you can help people unlock these past life things that have create this massive anxiety and fear and that we don't even know, like you don't even know how to tap into them, you know? And then once you realize, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. Then you can kind of release that debilitating fear around it. Yeah, exactly. Um, In the witch world, they say to name a thing gives you power over it. And so these shadows, when they're just percolating beneath the surface, feel so real and so unsettling. And as soon as you name it, you're like, oh, that's what it is. I understand it now. It's not a flaw in me. It's just something that needs to be healed. And I, to that point of like always wanting to find the next level and ascend and ascend and ascend, like it almost feels like that's this deep soul wound or like fracture and like unable to integrate the shadow, unable to come back into the wounds in the body and that are carried there. And so it's almost as if it's this avoidance of really settling into whether it's trauma in the body, things to heal in the body. And so it's like, nope, I'll just keep going higher and higher and higher until I'm this ascended being. But 
light and shadow work together, that duality. And so until we integrate the shadow, until we truly master being embodied beings who are, you know, not needing anything, but just in a state of love, then that mastery is the only way we can ascend to the next level. And so it's almost- You can't skip it. You can't skip over it. Skip it. It's like this soul fracturing to only focus on that star seed part of it. Interesting. You can't bypass the human experience and like honoring the, the trauma and all that. Like you said, the shadow self as well. It's like, I'm just going to move past it and just become a full light force. And like, I'm not even <laughs> going to worry about it. I'm just going to elevate. But no, like you can't elevate unless you fully embody all of what is to be human. That is so amazing. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what is your process? Like, I know I was like begging you for a reading, but I know like you don't do them on podcasts, but like, how do you do your readings? Like how, is it exhausting for you to do a reading? No, the reading itself is like the best part of my day. Like I love doing readings so much. They're completely energizing, but what is exhausting is the amount of focus that I put into it. So um, basically you sit with me, 
I explain my process to you. We take some deep breaths. I lead us through some visualizations. We release the day. We come into love and gratitude. And then I have you repeat after me a prayer out loud to call your angels in. From there, oh, and we also, which is very important, set an intention for the session. Um, and then uh, once your angels come in after the prayer, it's like this beautiful feeling. I explain what your essence of your angels feel like that I'm getting. I, I tell you any colors, symbols, anything that comes through from them as a sign to you, any initial, I kind of scan your body because I'm very clairsentient and tell you where I'm feeling any blocks. We talk about anything. Your angels tell me like what areas, you know, are coming up, anything that needs to be shared. And then because the uh, nature of free will is an essential component to connecting with angels. In a session with me, I have you ask your questions because I feel it's so much more powerful than secretly hoping that something will be answered. I want you to directly ask your question because that's what angelic frequency will answer. They will not give you information that you're not asking for, but it's kind of a gray area because when you call them in and you set the intention for the session, it invites them in, it invites me in to co-create with them. But when it comes to that like specific information about your life, that free will component is so important. And so um, depending on how long the session we have is the amount of questions that you can ask. And I start, I am very clear tangent. I get a lot of messages through my physical hands. I can feel each card as a different vibration. And it takes me a little while, which is why I don't do readings on podcasts to feel through all the cards to get all the messages. And then I tell you the messages that I got before I flip the cards over so I don't forget. And uh, we just talk about them and what comes through and it's super beautiful. And I always like to say too, that working with angels is not about predicting the future. I firmly believe we create the future in the present moment. And a lot of people come to me scarred from other readings that told them five years from now, you're going to break up with your husband and this is going to happen. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, do you choose that for yourself? Because we have free will and here's the timeline that will get you to your highest self and and that's why I call myself a spiritual chiropractor, because my readings are more about cracking you back into alignment so that you can then take that empowered sense and move through your life for the highest possible good. Wow. How long are your sessions? So to stay accessible, I offer 20-minute sessions at a lower price point so that I can connect with people who wouldn't be able to, you know, afford the longer ones. But my most readings are about an hour or 40 minutes. Yeah, that's there's incredible. Different are you yeah. accepting new clients? So I know you said in the intro, my wait list is 400, but it's gotten <laughs> to about 700 at this point. So yes, you can um, sign up for the wait list, but I also do an offering once a month called Earth Angel Club, where I do a group reading for people. I also do a healing archangel meditation that's guided, and I do an astrological energy update for the group. So that gives you one, a chance to connect with me in the group reading, but two, um, priority scheduling with me. Oh my God. How many readings do you do a day? Normally I do three, but my max reading time is an hour or two hours a day. Yeah. Cause then you have to recharge. Exactly. And, have you, and, yeah. Have you done readings today? Not yet. My first readings are after this. We're recording in the morning and I have like these long morning routines that I do. <laughs> So my earliest time slot is 11 a.m. That's incredible. So is having a self-care ritual so important for you? Yes. So I consider myself to be a spiritual athlete because I have to reliably show up every single day high vibe for my clients. And for how long my clients wait to sit with me, I take what I do so seriously. So, you know, I'm juicing in the morning, I'm meditating, I'm pulling a card, I'm journaling on the energies of the day, like I'm doing everything I need to do so that every day I am at a, you know, good connection, like a good Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. So where can people find you? Cause I know, are you writing a book right now? Is this in your works? So I'm manifesting a book deal and I really like, I have a Mars in Gemini. Like I'm very much a writer and I've always been a writer and I have so many book ideas that I want to get out there in the world. So 
if anyone's listening that could help me get a book deal, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you and follow you and just be in your orbit and join all of your stuff and get on your wait list? Is it like a year long wait list? You know, it's hard to say because some people submit duplicates, like Mm -hmm. not so many are duplicates, but that's something. And then also some people, um, because right now without any duplicates, without anything, it's about a two year wait list. But I don't really think it's a two year wait list because, um, you know, some people are in a different financial situation than when they applied. Some people are a duplicate, like, you know, not every single person I offer a session to takes it. I would say like seven out of 10 do. So there are, it's hard when months and months and potentially a year go by until you get an email back from me. It makes it so that I can't tell what like reliably my wait list really is, but on paper, it's pretty substantial. Um, but you can connect with me on Instagram. That is like my most active arena. Um, and my Instagram is angels and amethyst with two underscores in between. So angels underscore and underscore amethyst. But I always say on every podcast that I go on, please be careful for scammers. Once you follow me, there'll be like 10 accounts pretending to be me that will try to follow you and and tell you that they get something off your profile picture and they want to give you a reading. That is not me. I will never do that. I'll never cold DM you. Please report and block those people and no need to DM me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you though. That Um, is amazing. You're incredible. Gosh, like what an incredible gift you are to this world to have access to this and share it and to have allowed yourself to access this and sharing, sharing this gift. And I, I mean, I'm and to let other people find what their true gifts are and their blocks are, and then to be able to move in the world at such a higher frequency. I feel like that's truly like you are elevating the world through your work. So <laughs> it's amazing to get to chat with you. And I am so grateful to have talked to you. I always do uh, I wrap up with leave your light and it's just open-ended question. What do you want people to know? I want people to know that every single person in this world has angels. Every single person. I've had people be like, I don't know if I have angels. I don't feel them. But our angels are always with us and we're not always with them. So I want everyone to know that all you have to do is invite your angels in out loud. That gives them the free will permission to co-create with you. And that every single person has angels. And I also, also like to say that being powerful is a practice and don't outsource your power to anyone. That's a really important message from your Scorpio aunt. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Taylor. I appreciate you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.